This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana, virtually. It's a, we're out of the studio. Virtually, it's always, uh, I mean, it's day before Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving Eve, as we've said on our last episode. Um, yes. And uh, it's always good to see the the green pillows of your parents' pool house. It feels like home to <laughs> well, me. Well, now people can see it on YouTube. Um, yeah. People can see that I'm in the pool house. Hello, YouTube land. Get subscribed to our YouTube channel and you can see. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm in Boca, which I, I can I just vent for a second? I, I as you. Yes, as you do. That's what the audience at, wants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is at an 11. Boca is at an 11 right now. And I think it's because the pandemic. Like. It, this is the first like real deal. No one gives a shit unless they're out of their minds about COVID anymore. And yes, yeah. I'm saying that freely. Someone texted me the other day that they got COVID and they and, the, and they were like, "When will this ever end?" And I was like, oh, "Looking it's around, over. like, yeah, yeah, it's done, kid. No, you're living over. in a yeah. reality that I am not <laughs> living in. So this place." It's never going to get any better than this. Right. This it's is also it. like the thing. Yeah. This is the land. Right. That's the best way to put it, Jordana. You're right. Yeah. I just think I am in Boca. The conversations, the complaints. I walked in. What is that new show? The the Fleischmans hmm. with Jesse, the guy that played Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg was on TV on like a morning show. My dad's looking at him being like, what is this guy? What is this guy? Look at this guy. Look at the way he sits. And I was like, I got to get out of here. And then Even the watching of morning shows is very, <laughs> right. uh, you know, right. I, <laughs> I, I forgot to bring the plug for my Zoom recorder, which is behind the scenes nonsense that no one cares about. But I forgot to bring batteries. I'm like, mom, do you have batteries? She's like, she opens the fridge to get batteries. I'm like, of course. Where else would they be? I'm confused though. You're saying it's an 11, like an 11 in terms of, I thought you were like, it's so great. It's an 11. It is great, but it, but it's an 11. It's like, it's the most bokeh it could be. Complainy? Complainy. The spatial awareness. Everyone just, for whatever reason, strangers feel comfortable being on top of you. They oh. People come up to you like they know you a, a thousand years my, I, I was overhearing a conversation. This guy, you hear horrific conversations said very, like, matter-of-factly. This guy was like, yeah, she can only open her eyes for an hour a day. And, you know, I don't know how we're <laughs> going to get rid of the car. And you're like, what? I mean, you know, that's the issue. We talk about the benefits of living in this kind of community. Mm. The issue with this kind of community is, like, everyone's too friendly. Right. And too comfy. Like there's like because most of the people here are Jewish. So there's this like, I know you already without no. There's a comfortability that's too comfortable. 
Yeah. Like I totally. I it, it is just unbelievable. And like my mom's like get me my mom's coffee order she just gave me. Juice can I, get like that. Oh my god. <laughs> it is it is. I went like, to the. I went to get my flu shot the other day at the thing. Yeah. And the doctor or whatever. I don't know if she was an actual doctor. The person giving me the shot was she was like, Jordana. Like, is that a Jewish name? I'm like, just give me the shot. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't Abraham, have to do this. That's the first Abraham. That was the first Jew. I'm sure you're aware. I'm just right. give me the shot. We don't, <laughs> don't have to do, do this. this. We don't. Know I don't want to do this. Yes. Right. I didn't go to camp with your friend. Get out of we're here. Not, we're not sisters. <laughs> yeah, you want to just shove their face. I didn't go to camp with your friends. We didn't go to temple together. Move. I got to go home. <laughs> just give me the shot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like comfortable, but it's stressful at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I just saw a golf cart with six Jews hanging off of it. Like it was Mad Max. Like it, it's like. <laughs> wow. It's like spring break over there. I it guess it must be, is. right? Because everyone's kids, everyone's kids are in for Thanksgiving, right? Well, that, that's the other thing. It's I, and it's like a nicer community. So like everyone here has like is a big shot. You know, everyone here is like in their own right. You know, okay. my dad describes like when you go for golf, it's four people playing golf, four different golf carts. Like no one wants to sit together. I'll go on my golf cart. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like everyone's excited. Their families here. While also angry that anyone else's family is here. Okay. <laughs> right. So it's wild because it's like, oh, the gym is packed. And it's like, yeah, but you're with your kid. You should understand it was going to be packed. <laughs> it's crazy that I'm relaxed and stressed at the same time anytime I'm here. That's how I feel whenever I go home. More stressed than relaxed. But I can see what you're, I kind of see what you're saying. It's like all your old... Because home is where all your like neuroses live. That's where your like childhood things that you've learned, you've managed to like unlearn as you've left the house now pull you back in. They're like, you're not better than us. You're, you're one of us. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it happened earlier today. Again, back to the comfortability thing. I'm outside the gym. My dad, he was, he's always lurking. My dad, my dad is the sidler. You know, he's always around the corner. And then we have a thing in my family where we make a clicking noise if someone's nearby. Like, I know. So I hear. So I know that's him. And I do it. And he turns to me and I go and we start talking. And this guy comes up and he comes up and he goes, you guys look like twins. And my dad goes, yeah, they say, what do they say about the apple and the tree? You know, they're like, oh, they're, they sound like Lenny Bruce. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's the DNA. And then the guy's like, well, my kid looks like me and my daughter looks like my wife. And, I, and then my dad goes, well, worst thing about it is my son has my body. And I... <laughs> Oh my God! You're standing right there, and I'm here. I'm standing there, and I. Well, I'd be weird if you had your mother's body. A little weird, okay? <laughs> he goes, we're the. He goes, we're the same body type. That uh, sucks for him. And I, at this moment, like I could take my dad's subtle rib. Like I know what my dad. I know, and just like you said, like the insecurities, all the things from your childhood. And I'm like, I could take that. But then when you're here, there's this other comfortability that I just talked about. 
And I look to the other guy and his eyes are lighting up like like, like as if like have Adam <laughs> like like I'm like waiting for his comment about my body. And the guy goes, what are you talking about? And then my dad goes, what do you mean? And I go, I got to leave. I left. I, I ran away. I literally sprinted. Yeah. I was like, I got to go. And they're like, what? I, I must look crazy. But I know. And it's a, it's like I know all these insecurities that exist here. And I know to run away from them. So I just look crazy. It's too much social interaction. That would give me a lot of anxiety. The best, I mean, the best part of, of, of this kind of holiday is like not having to perform. It sounds like you kind of have to perform, right? Oh my God. For anyone you're seeing on the, on the course or whatever. Lights, camera, action. I mean, yeah. there's a woman here who I went on a date with randomly that happens to live here. Did <laughs> she see you? No, she sees my dad everywhere. My dad's oh, always wow. asking about, you know, the, they know each the other date. better than I know her. Wow. We went on one date. And so Twins. I got to hear. So now every time they come in contact, my dad goes, ah, I saw your friend. You know, now I got to like answer to that. <laughs> oh, and you know my friend who. who I know your friend. Her, well, they're, yeah. her parents are very nice. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Chelsea. If you're listening. You know, I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm a big fan. The, the, the whole family. Very nice. Uh, that's great. I okay. Love, but well, the thing is, I love characters. I love okay. characters. Like I, I enjoy. Yeah, it sounds like you're at fucking Disney World. So many characters. The, Character this breakfast. Is, this <laughs> <is the> di- <laughs> That's what it is here. It's the Jewish character breakfast. The grandma, the bubby, the Zadie, the, the characters come around. They come around. You gotta, you gotta have them sign your book. You gotta talk to them. <laughs> it's, That's very funny. It is. I can't explain like I can explain it to you because there's a level of like you have to like I hope this isn't wasting the listener's time. I I I because I'm just in the play and then like you're single. I have shows here this weekend. People are coming. You know oh, they great. come up. You sell are, are they buying tickets to the shows? Some of them my mom goes, eh. "Well, my mom, she's like everyone's coming. You better be good." That's what she says to me. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, coming. Okay. Everyone which means it sounds like, three like people. It sounds like uh have you ever seen Dirty Dancing? It's a little dirty dance. Yes. It's it's very much like that. Like a new age version of it. It's very yeah. Seinfeld. It's very like you know, and I enjoy it. Well, my brother's not here. At least I could laugh with my brother when he's here. He's not coming? He's not he's got to work. Oh wow. So it's just me. Just you. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm an only just... child. Interesting. So um, that's what's going on in your life. I, where are you doing Thanksgiving? We're doing Thanksgiving at Mike's parents. It's going to be great. That's I'm, great. Uh, I go. I sit. I wait until they're done cleaning. And then I ask if there's anything I can help with. And <laughs> the perfect, that's the perfect, yeah, the perfect uh, situation. It's nice to be a side character. Like it's nice yes. to be like a bit part. You you get your one line. Like I I taped I taped a pilot, and I went I, I had one line in a pilot. I told you about this, right? Yeah. So I, I think had so. one. Yeah. I had one line. I had to say it seven thousand times. That's how I want to be on a pilot. I don't want to be. That's how I want to be at Thanksgiving. Yeah. One line. I don't want to be the main character. Low expectations. Well, now that's the issue with your brother being gone is like it's it's and they've they see each other every day. So they haven't seen you in a while. So now you are 
by default oh my god the character it's a one-man show my mom literally I'm, I'm like my apartment my mom wants me to move out of my apartment she doesn't like my apartment i go well i like it she, I go, she goes it's it's small who can you bring home there who would go home to your apartment? <laughs> How are you going to start a family in that right. apartment? Obviously, that, in a studio apartment. <laughs> I go, it's in a great neighborhood. I live in the West Village. I was like, it's a great neighborhood. I enjoy it. I'm comfortable. Oh, you don't want to move out because you're lazy. And it's like, why does it, where did that come out of this? Yes, like, I'm okay. lazy. And I yeah. like my apartment. Yeah, you also are not in your apartment that much, right? You she has constantly. no, this is what moms do. Moms will just say things. With no, like, she's talking as if money doesn't exist. Like, as if there's no, right. like, she's like, my mom would be like, if I, if I was like, I'm going to well, I remember. Like, remember? Is there, free, is there free parking? Is there free parking? <laughs> That's what she asked about my new apartment in New York. Hey, I found an apartment. Is, is there butler service? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where's the, uh, I don't know. What's the, what's the sauna? <laughs> right, right. Um, but so. I mean, I wonder just because, you know, for you, I wonder, and to make this about, to go back to dating on this, to mm. break your experience, but when you go home, is there any sort of anxiety that you have ever felt around like answering to your dating situation or absolutely none? Absolutely none. But I do now at 37, my dad, this is another conversation that happened and okay. it goes, what about the women? What's going on? <laughs> it, the, the thing is, the conversation is very low stakes for me. So I, 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 I okay. do imagine, what if I were a woman having these conversations? How, like, I, in the way that I have to run away from two grown adults because my body comes up? Like, I <laughs> yeah, would... Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. That's what it would have... I do empathize with that feeling of like i know it's coming i you, you know I, they're circling the waters of this topic like i hear right. when when body conversations are coming up i can hear them coming from 10 miles away i can hear donna 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 yeah. why are you eating you know like it's like <laughs> and the way and the way you feel about that conversation is probably right. like so parallel to the dating conversation because it's a thing where you're kind of like if you're going home and you're single you're kind of like I already know and think about this thing constantly. Right. Right. And now it kind of feels like the judgment day has has come. <laughs> come in. It's part of- <laughs> we want receipts. We want to know what you've been working on. Yeah. This and then, last I mean, year. Men, men are always like, oh, I don't want to be just like a, a checked box and she'll take anyone. But it's also kind of like this thing where, well, I have to go home. Like that's kind of that. That's what uh, makes that's what makes women feel the need to do that because they're right, just I, like, I need just like a presentable thing so that people just shut the fuck up and stop asking me. Um, they're looking. This thing. They're, they're, I got a whole group of people that want to see the boxes checked. They're they're asking yeah. to see these literal boxes checked. Right, so it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I want to hear what you think about this conversation. My dad goes, "So, what's going on with the women?" I go, "Nothing." I go, "Nothing's going on," and he goes. He goes, I, I'm trying to remember the conversations exactly because I want to hear how you would react to this conversation. Okay. He goes, he goes, two years, no, oh. nothing going on. Starting to think it's you. <laughs> Starting to think it's you. Starting. Wow. And I said, we're there, That bitch. didn't bother you. <laughs> that didn't bother you. 
I mean, I go, it is a little me. Yeah, I, I think I'm a part of this problem. I, I, I go, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, there's nothing. Like, I think anyone who would deny that is delusional. Right. Like, it, I'm yeah. a part of this. There's two I mean, people. yeah, you're not going around saying there's just, there's just no uh, attractive available uh, women in New York City. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, yes. there's, none, there's none there. Which some women do say that. And let me they tell the women out there, yes. you sound like an idiot. You sound delusional. You sound like, uh, uh, you sound stupid when you say that. Like, because you hear that a lot. There's no men in New York. What? Well, what city in are New there? New York City? <laughs> right. Where there's, but, I don't know, how many million people live in New York City? Right. When you say things many like million. that. Exactly. You sound bad. So I was like, yeah, I'm a part of this issue. And then I just was like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I was like, I'm all, and you know, I say to my dad, I'm like, I'm fine, you know, obviously, but right. I do also try to say something along the lines of, I try to come back at them. I'm like, yeah, I'm afraid of showing them you two. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't want to well, end up like you. Right. <laughs> That's what I used to say to my parents. Right. That, like, yeah. My, my dad would be like, I just wish you'd find someone. And I'm like. Dad, you live alone in this like, <laughs> Look and you always say you've never been happier. <laughs> like, not exactly giving me a glowing recommendation for for marriage. Right. He talks about my mom like she's Lord Voldemort. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shrew! I just wish she'd <laughs> find not, someone. Right. <laughs> The worst, you know, ruined my life. First, worst <laughs> decision I ever made. But I just really want, you know, I just want you to be with someone and, and settled and happy. It's like, so, do you understand the difference between the things you're saying and what you're actually showing me? Right. I'm watching both shows right now. I'm seeing yeah. both of your shows you're putting on. Yeah. I, yeah. With my mom, it's like at least she gets married constantly. Like, she's, right. she's like with her, I'm like, okay, I get you're you're uh, you believe in this thing. <laughs> I also switched my location to down here. It's something I don't do. When I go on the road, I've got I've switched my location in the past, but I just don't do it. Like here I've done it. Oh, you did it. How is how is that working out? Um some of the people on I and this I don't know how what this sounds like. Some of the people I can't believe they go into a job every day. What they it, it just there's some people on the apps down here that you're like you go to an office, like you do stuff on a day like because well, it's very right. Miami. It's very. It's so nice. Yeah. Also busty and assy. And, you know, like you're like, I, I, I can't believe. Like, I don't know. The New York is a different, you know, group. Right. You're like, oh, it's disgusting out and there's garbage everywhere. I could just like there's nothing else to do but go to work. Right. <laughs> well, it's more just the pictures like they're like in with floss on the bikini and you go. I, I can't believe people here have families and friends. Right. I, I Are you a lawyer? Right. <laughs> you went to law school? Holy shit. Um, but it was fine. I, I got one match the other day, and we exchanged numbers. And can I just say that it doesn't sound... Do people sound get annoyed that... What? Do people, people get annoyed that you... Like the people who live there, I feel like Thanksgiving would be... If I were lived... In South Florida, Thanksgiving mm. or like any of those holidays, spring break, Christmas, I would be on guard for people who are just like looking to hook up while they're in right. town. Well, here's the thing I would say that helps that. 
and this was my thinking of because men are very nice to women who change their locations to a different city and women are not very nice to men who change their locations to a different city. It's just a different vibe. Yeah. I do think during the holidays, I'm not here to like go out. And I think the New York to Southern Florida pipeline is as much like a public bus system as any <laughs> pipeline could get. Like it, it, okay. it, to me, dating someone here is better than Hoboken. <laughs> Right. Well, it's not like you're, you know, it's like a, it's on the other side of the world. Right. And especially like a lot of the people here are like very connected to New York. It feels like. So, so would you date someone who lived in South Florida? Seriously? I think I would, but it would have to really knock me over the head. Like I, 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 I right. liked it would really. And so you I should get, put I that get, in your bio <laughs> so they know what they're getting. <laughs> Well, I guess that's the that's the issue with changing my location. It's like I'm really think I'm really throwing a hail mary here in my mind mm-hmm. because yeah, I I I mean I have dated people down here and it it just didn't go that way. So and and the distance wasn't the excuse, but the distance became a part of like I'm not there, so I need to like bow out. Well, we say this a lot. It's kind of like. If it's fine and there's also the distance thing, then, yeah, obviously it's an, it's like a very easy thing to push you to the no edge. You nailed it. You said it better than I could ever say. You're right. And if it's great, but you're like, and then you have this moment where you go, well, I'm looking for great. So why wouldn't I try? Right. You know, why not give it a shot for one night while I'm in bed at my parents' you know, pool house? Take a few swipes. Yeah, if you're as long, I think there's nothing wrong with that as long as you are open theoretically. If it was an incredible connection to making it work, absolutely. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. 
making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Do we want to get into this show? We we've we vamped. Yeah, let's do it. So we are starting with Bumble's dating trend survey, um, which basically shows their predictions for dating in 2023 based on a survey of their users. And also we at the UA podcast on the UA podcast Instagram survey did our own survey to see how those compared to the Bumble stats. Right. Can I? What did you think overall of this survey? The fact that it's coming from Bumble, which it's in their right. best interest to have good numbers. You know, data these days. You got to see who's paying for the right. data. Yeah. <laughs> you got to see who's paying for that da- data. And then you can make it look however you want. Like, and yeah. also, and- we, we are way more. Like when they talk about how exit polling is like bullshit now, like at, at the yeah. polls, like when people vote, like none of the polls, you know, no one trusts the voting data, which mm-hmm. over the last eight years has proven to be correct. You should untrustable. So well, here's another thing ahead. about data or data. I don't know how which whichever you prefer. Um, yeah. I've done I did, in school. I was big nerd. I did so I was participating in a lot of research studies, learned all about the research method. Mm-hmm. And these studies, even on our own Instagram polls, there's this thing called like the like selection bias, mm-hmm. which is basically like just by nature of being someone who like participates in surveys, you're skewing the data. Because right. like, for instance, let's just pull a random stat they have here. Ready? Uh I mean, 52% of respondents set more boundaries over the past year. Like if I'm and 63% of the people who, who answered our poll said they're setting more boundaries. If I'm someone who doesn't give a shit about boundaries or isn't even thinking about them, I'm certainly not opting into the Bumble year end poll right. nor maybe I'm more likely to do probably the Instagram poll. Cause I literally just click it and move on. But if I'm someone who's like not, I'm if, as opposed to, oh, I'm someone who's very interested in the nature of boundaries and very interested in like the in like how this affects that. I'm much more likely to take a poll. Right. The serial killer doesn't say, yeah, I just like kill it. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I, I don't know. You know, like I, that might they're not, not answering the, right. the survey, they're not answer the survey. Yeah. Like the, the fuck boys aren't going, oh, let me get in to this Bumble poll and see if I'm setting more <laughs> boundaries or not. Yeah. And, you know, as far as our Instagram page is concerned, 
You have to be following a dating podcast Instagram page. You have interest in the topic. You are interested in thinking about your boundaries. Yes. So this this does not a perfect sample make. Yes. And but, I he, well, this is my point is the male ones I don't buy one fucking bit. Like I don't know what to be <laughs> taken from the male ones. Can we read them just to read what some of the male polls are? Yes. Okay. So 70%, 70, sorry, 74% of men on Bumble say that they've examined their behavior more over the last year. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yes, of course. Everyone examines their behavior. I, I, I like. Especially made- everyone who takes a survey. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I've been thinking a lot about the last year of, <laughs> of dating. And yeah, I guess I shouldn't have kept going out with that woman I didn't think would turn into a relationship. Yeah, good good point. Yeah, in hindsight. <laughs> anyway, 52% are actively challenging stereotypes that suggest men should not show emotions. I like how it's kind of like the same exact, even though we have the survey data, it's still basically like exactly almost 50-50. Right, and, and, and I don't even, it's almost too vague challenging stereotypes that suggest men should not show emotions like i'd rather see have you cried from being dumped in the last year have right. you cried from ending a relationship last you know what i mean like wouldn't more have specific- you cried in front of a significant other have you cried in front of someone you were dating right that's a much better answer yeah like to me a poll like this and you know 38 percent of men now speak more openly about how they're feeling with their male friends 49 percent of men agreeing that breaking gender roles and dating and relationships is beneficial for them too from the and it's like that type of stuff you go is this just propaganda to encourage women to stay on the apps right i mean yeah it's see you have to look it's at not that bad it. Men are, also, men are thinking. They're changing, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because in our poll where we give an extra response, we ask the same question about breaking gender roles. And 52% agreed, 7% disagreed, and 41% haven't really thought about it. That means so, 90% haven't thought about it. That means, yes. that is, to me, like this question only occurs to you until you're asked it. It's not like you're like, like, I, I don't even know what the generals are at this point. You know, like, I, I, I guess, is it a man being the breadwinner? I guess that's one of them. Well, here's what I think the actual difference is. If I had to guess, again, based on not based on the data, based on my own feeling about the people, the general results of the data, which, again, I think are skewed. But I would say the... The general conversation in the last few years, and we've talked about this too, is about like men being, you know, more open to to therapy, communication generally. There's a lot more resources or like, you know, like the or and and the other thing about, you know, post me too era is like it's not really acceptable socially, even if you think it to be like, I'm just looking to fuck. Right. Like. That's not a maybe I don't know if that was ever a fully socially acceptable stance, but I think it definitely used to be a more right. socially acceptable stance than it is right now. And so even if men aren't I, I'm, sh- I'm sure there has to be an effect of that. I'm sure there has to be at least maybe in part some sort of internal change in the way that men are thinking about sex and dating and relationships and showing emotions. And there's also the change in the way they know they're supposed to think. Well, so that's the I other would, part of it. The, my takeaway. I agree with what you're saying. 
my takeaway from this, I think if you did this poll 10 years ago, five years ago, six years ago, I think it'd get the same breakdown. I, I actually don't think it would have changed much. I think it's to let women know they're not that stupid. Like Men aren't that stupid. Men aren't that stupid. Stop making excuses like they don't know what gender roles are and that they don't know that like... You know that ever they that they have no idea that women are on a dating app to date, but I was here to fuck and do, when and you know because we get those emails. I don't know what he's here for, and women tiptoe around a lot of like the conversation that is have being had in the margins that men know they're having, right? Like the especially with TikTok. What's that? that should especially- be a question. Have you cried into your TikTok video <laughs> in the past year? Yeah, uh, have you called a third ending on a third date traumatic? You know, I, I, because I, I do think what we get a lot, and like I think what we've answered to is like, no, I know third date means we might hook up. Do you know what I mean? Like that's like one of those things. Right. I'm using that as an example because it's like one of those things that's like it's the unsaid, it's the it's the ooey gooey icky stuff that you're like I think we're gonna hook up I don't know it's third date we've gone on two good dates if this one goes well maybe he'll invite me over maybe I'll say no maybe I'm not comfortable yet maybe we should like let each other and it's like men know that too we know the unsaid as well and I think that when I saw these percentages I'm like yeah I guess anyone answering at all means they know what's happening right yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a selection bias. It's not like literally you're getting into their brains and you're finding out the true answers of a random group of people, which is like a true randomized gold standard research-based test. But also, no guy read you know, men agreeing that breaking gender roles and dating and relationships is beneficial for them too. No guy read that sentence and was like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> What's a gender? You know, like, you know, no one's playing stupid. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that guy exists, but again, he's not taking the Bumble he, survey. He's not taking the Bumble, and he's not most of the people you're you're dating. He's not the guy you got off of the app with to go on a date with. What do you think of this um, uh, money part? The money do you, part do you was find that that's true? They said twenty. They said money will be less of a taboo date topic because 28% of people report that they... They're setting financial boundaries in their dating lives. They might be having conversations about what people are comfortable spending. 32% of people are less impressed by over-the-top first dates. Less impressed than when, I'm wondering. Um, Right. (laughs) And 57% of people are more interested in casual dates than something fancy. It sounds like all guys who are going going through those recession layoffs. (laughs) Well, I I Um, think during, during times of, you know, economic strife, money becomes, um, you're allow for more, I think. Right. Like we're, we didn't even like the fancy dates. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who wants to go to the Ritz? You know? <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I think right now, you know, f- financially, it's tough for a lot of people, and like, I, I, I also don't think it was like as to the moon as everyone described. I think our generation, especially millennials, who got hit with you know financial you know, downturn, you know, two different financial crises. You know, I don't think millennials have ever felt um, financially secure. Yeah. You know, generally. And so uh I think like 
if you take that into account, and I think Gen Z is even more aware of, you know, financial stuff and, and especially the way they attack social media as an, as a real job. It seems <laughs> as though they like are aware of like my time is money, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Cause they work for themselves. A lot of them. Right. Um, I mean, but I guess to just throw the, all the data from these bias surveys out the window, throw the data out the door. Yes. You, as someone who's been dating for a long time, yeah. right? Uh, okay. It was a long, <laughs> a long weary long time. time. <laughs> Just ask I mean, my dad. Re- two years. Must be <laughs> something years. wrong with me. I mean, you've had relationships. Yes. yes um, yes. Obviously, over the years. But you've been also like, and I think that's almost like the point. Like, you've dated before your relationship. You've dated after your relationship. Right. Like, do you feel like there is any sort of real shift that's meaningful that you've seen anecdotally in any of these, in any of these spheres or like, not really. I, I think there's a shift. I mean, I, what I was saying before, the, the I think there, I guess I, I can speak for myself personally, and I guess my, you know, take that for what it is, but I always have said that I'm 10% away of a, at least from someone you're dating, right? Right. Um, I don't think I'm 100% away. I think the idea that, I mean, what, when people are like, what have you learned from the podcast and doing this with you is like, this isn't all dating isn't just fun. And I think that I think that's more of like an age shift. Like, I think like my friends who got married at 27 talk about dating like this, this fun, whatever. And the women too, they all, oh, it was so much fun, hilarious. And the ones that get married at 35 aren't talking about it that way. Yeah, because those are people where the stakes of when they were dating, the stakes of dating were different. They were changing. Yeah. So I think like I do think a lot of these things, the age of the person answering matters way more. Like, you know, the idea that like, like I think a guy 25, it's fun and games. Who cares if it doesn't work out? We'll go to the next thing. Ah, You know, whatever. And then 30 is you're kind of like, yeah, everyone's getting married, but like whatever, you know, and then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'll get there in a year and then 37 rolls around and your dad's looking at you being like, is the problem you? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe it is. Yeah, of course it's me. So I, I think a lot of these shifts I noticed from 22 to 37 more than I would notice them as far as like 2020. I, I mean, but right. also I the have times to admit, they are changing. Yeah. Right. I, I Yeah, I don't know if like, a 25 year old is sitting there and that's not to say you won't find a 25 year old who's uber aware, but I don't think that that's changing, especially when I walk up and down Hudson at Hudson street in New York city and see the 20, you know, the, the packs of 25 year old men, they don't look like they're wondering about gender roles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the more things change, the more they say the same in some ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway. I, I, well, there was another one that I really liked in here. I wanted to hear your thoughts on, um, the physical presence preferences will be will look different. Okay, thirty eight percent are now more open to dating beyond their typical physical type. From our poll, forty six percent open to dating beyond their type. Twenty eight percent are less concerned about dating the type of person that others expect. Sixty three percent of daters are now looking for emotional maturity before physical looks. Ninety six percent of our polls picked emotional maturity over looks. Okay. Do you think that's a bullshit stat? He, I think people know what the right answer is. I right? agree. 
everyone knows you're supposed to pick emotional maturity over physical looks. That's like every like tale as old as time. Every movie, everything is like the lesson is, you know, what's inside matters. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> I also think ninety percent, maybe more, of our audience is, is female. And so I think that's a more common female idea, especially as you get older than it is for men. I don't see many, I don't find many men who are like, now that I'm older, I value looks less. Right. And, and that's the thing we have to, I just don't like what this tries to present to people that like, that we're changing. Here's the thing. You, you decide if they're hot or not to you. And then you go, I hope they're emotionally mature. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's usually order. second. Yeah. That's the even order. If won't, even if you won't admit that. Right. Or maybe you're a better person than us. Fine. You know, like, I, I, don't I just don't so. believe you. I right? don't think so. I mean, otherwise, here's the thing. If that's not the case, get a friend. Live with a friend. Right. Spend your whole life with a friend. <laughs> I think, like, we can't, like, I, it's again, it feels like the right thing to say, like, who cares what they look like? I just want them to be emotionally mature. Like I have many friends who are emotionally mature. Like we could all get a house and just live our days right together. Like that's well, it's the compa- it's like, if you're looking for companionship. Yes. Emotional maturity. Just a big part of dating is sex. Right. We'll right, get right. we'll to in our Sunday special. <laughs> just imagine you're at a dinner party with your significant other. And someone's like, what made you know they were the one? And you're like, well, I was so unattracted, <laughs> but they were just but, pretty emotionally mature. How would you feel <laughs> hearing that? Bad. I wouldn't feel great. Would you feel? How would you feel? Horrible. <laughs> I've dated people where they always do this thing. I wasn't into them at first. I didn't really like Jared at first. Oh, he wasn't hot to me. No Shut one the fuck says up. that. No one says that about women. No. no man has ever said that about his wife. I Never. wasn't into her. I was not into her physically at first. I don't like what it said about me. <laughs> so, well, I don't have the same body type as my dad. Okay. <laughs> so, now we know. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees 
I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. Can I give some live dates? I'm going on the road. Uh, we're taping this special. I'm doing New York City shows all over the city. By this time, Jordan, you'll have seen the set. You'll have sat in the the wings of the theater with a pen and paper and glasses yes. on. The producer I'm very excited. I'm coming uh, to see the preview. Yes, the preview. I'm going to be. I'm going to hold up Beach. a notepad with a one through ten rating and then every joke. <laughs> And then next to you is my dad with a one through 10 rating of my body. Uh, <laughs> it's a true Miss America. <laughs> yes. Talent, physical, <laughs> the bathing suit competition. Okay. I'm going to be in San Diego for New Year's Eve. So if you're out there and you want to like spend New Year's Eve with your dear old Papa J train coming out, Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Toronto, we're adding a third show. Vegas, Perrysburg, Ohio, Irvine, Oklahoma City. Okay, let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. Jared and Jordana, I've been an avid listener for almost two years, and I knew it was time to write in after hearing your call to arms for more awkward sex stories. Here she is. I am known amongst my friends for having some incredibly awkward, borderline unbelievable dating and hookup scenarios, this one being especially popular. A few years ago, I was home for the winter holidays and reunited with high school friends for a night out. My friend's parents kept their yacht in the marina Ooh. downtown. <laughs> that <What>? sounds fun. <laughs> and we went aboard for a nightcap. Can you imagine? You Is it a yacht or a catamaran? Well, they said yacht. I mean, I know. I went on Yacht Week. What's I can that? tell you it was not. A, I said I went on Yacht Week. I can oh, tell real? you it was not a yacht. It was a catamaran. <laughs> That's in, uh, where's that? I went on the one in Thailand. The Thailand Yacht Week. Back was in the more, day. More a canoe week. Yes. <laughs> False advertising. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> that doesn't get me to, yeah, canoe week doesn't get me to Thailand. I'm not taking right. that flight. <laughs> Only. Um, okay. So my friends kept their yacht in the marina downtown and we went aboard for a nightcap. We were there for about 10 minutes before he kindly asked us to leave because his long distance girlfriend was trying to face him, him presumably for phone sex. Lucky for us, there was a guy, John on the adjacent yacht who was drinking alone after what looked like a wild party. Okay. Okay. You can't just jump on someone's boat 
and go like you maybe that's boat culture it is boat culture i guess in a group in a group probably good in a solo you could probably get killed and dropped into the middle of the ocean (laughs) right this guy john he asked if he wanted if we wanted to join him and being and being boat hose we eagerly agree (laughs) we hit it off boat hose and and after about an hour left uh we hit it off and after about an hour my friends left so john and i headed to the front deck where a heavy makeout quickly ensued before i knew it our clothes were off and we were butt-ass naked having sex on the bow in the middle of a crowded marina this person's knowledge of boat words is second to none yeah they don't know any of this shit this is not Jews don't aren't that knowledgeable about boats. No, I'll throw that out there. <laughs> ain't no boats in Boca, um, or there is <laughs> really. Yeah. No, there is. We're not at. driving them. Yeah. No. After a while, we headed below to the cabin to continue hooking up. John vaguely mentioned his dad and brother were passed out downstairs, but I didn't pay much attention. The sex was awesome, and I had a great time until the next morning when the cabin door abruptly flew open and I heard his dad yell, "I don't know who the hell she is." But she needs to go now. Uh, <laughs> what a way Is there to wake a more up. boat dad sentence. Right. Uh, I don't. Out. Off the boat. All right. <laughs> okay. I just imagine like, uh, what's it called? The, the, like from uh, the millionaire and his wife from Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah. I don't know who the hell she is, but this peasant needs to go. Like, yeah. Mortified and buried under the covers, I kicked John, who had not woken up despite the noise. His dad left to give us privacy, and we quickly got dressed. Turns out it was the master cabin, a.k.a. his dad's bed. Quick side note. This was peak girl boss era. Jordana, when was Peak Girl Boss era? Um, 2014. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I forgot. Like, uh, I, when, I guess I went went to bed and missed all those pantsuits walking around. You missed all the surveys about uh, girl bossiness <laughs> and how much you respect women. I forgot. I was in my early 20s working in a male-dominated industry trying to fit in. I found that my professional mannerisms often spilled into my personal (laughs) social life. The most memorable and embarrassing was in the next few moments. Following John, I shakily climbed the stairs of my wedges to the galley. Again, she knows these words. The galley where his dad and brother sat at the dining table. I watched in slow motion as my arm extended out to shake his dad's hand. (laughs) What? Maybe I was trying to show respect so cringy. I think his dad was as shocked as I was. He's like, I don't touch n- these paws. <laughs> trying to like introduce herself. Oh my God. Right. You just touch my son's dick. Get that hand out of my face. <laughs> get out. Get off my boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think his dad was as shocked as I was in the memory of his brother watching wide eyed and trying desperately to hold back laughter is forever burned in my brain. LOL. Unfortunately, there was one final awkward moment since it was now low tide. <laughs> low okay. Tide. And we were floating about three feet lower than the dock. I have zero upper body strength, but sheer humiliation propelled me to climb my way up to the dock and scurry away. I was staying with my parents for the holiday who thought I was at a girlfriend's house and absolutely would have questioned whether, why their daughter was coming home that early in the morning. To avoid suspicion, I sat on a nearby <laughs> park bench. 
<laughs> Stalling for about an hour and a half, enjoying the sunrise as I waited to call ride share home. <laughs> I have to say, I hope that I raise a daughter who feels comfortable coming home at whatever time in the morning and doesn't feel the need to sit on a park bench until right. I feel like it. she thinks I'm, I feel it's socially acceptable. Get in here, shower up, clean that fucking rich dude off of you and Boat get in the bed. <laughs> yeah. Clean off Richie Rich and get in here. Like, Also, sitting on the bench, I just imagine people driving by being like oh that's where the that's where the boat people put their prostitutes in the morning to catch (laughs) the bus that's what i would think (laughs) john and i continued talking for the rest of the holidays even met up a second time we decided to keep our second sexcapade on dry land and christened the marina lobby couch instead they're still doing it everywhere p.s happy anniversary appropriate that a five-year anniversary is commemorated with wood uh awkward sex there you go there it is Hope you find a way to work some penis puns in your milestone celebration. Love you forever. Bowing out gracefully, Batch. What do you think, Jordana? I am also impressed with her boat knowledge. I think boat, boat, like there's a boat community who who know all this shit. If you live in a neighborhood that has a marina in the neighborhood, you know aft and star side and knots and shit. I have to say, bold move of this guy to bring a girl onto his dad's boat while he's sleeping there and sleep in his dad's bed. Yeah, it's the why isn't the guy at fault for this at all? Right. If I would, the person the person who should be embarrassed to go home would be the guy. Right. Right. It sounds like the dad is divorced and living on his own boat, and the kids are just staying with him on the boat. Right, and he has lost. She calls control. it a yacht. Yacht. Sorry. I mean, for it to have a dining room table, it's got to be a bit. It's no catamaran. That's true. And a master bedroom, I guess, where the dad is sleeping. Right. But if I were the dad, I'd be like, I'd be way more angry. I'd be angry at everyone. Like, imagine you bringing home a woman to your parents' bed in their house in Boca. (laughs) While they were here? While they were here. That's crazy. That'd be crazy. It's also crazy. Where was he sleeping? Like, the dad's a sad soul. The dad's passed out on the couch, drunk, divorced, alone. Yeah, was he there the whole night? He came home I, I, That's I, the thing. She said they were passed out when they got back, so they went to the master oh, bedroom. It's yeah. like, yeah, dad's, in a, you know, has an issue. Dad has a lot of issues, yeah. I call this below dick. You ever seen below deck? <laughs> it's perfect. Boats and hose. Boats and hose is great. What do you have? Um... I liked some of Maddie's abandoned ship. Land ho. Land ho, that's good. Caught on the yacht. I couldn't think, I, I I kept thinking of um Below Dick is so good. I watch a lot of Below Deck Med. Yeah. And uh, you know People love that show. It's great. Red flag or deal breaker, the dad kicks you off of the guy's boat. Um, if it's his dad's bed, I'm more mad at the, again, the guy. But right. actually, I guess he's like, I secured us the primary suite. Like, <laughs> it's more his issue with his own dad. Right. He got the good bed on yeah. the boat. Yeah. I think uh, I'd be fine with it. What about you? I have a name for it. Let's hear it. I have to sing it. Okay, let's hear it. A three-hour whore. <laughs> That's very good. 
And I mean really that in a loving together. way. We love the emailer. I'm, I'm happy together for her. very well. Yes, right. I'm happy for her too. I I wish she would go home. Go That's home. Well, this was yeah. years ago. That's the height of her girl boss era. She wanted to. Yes. She didn't want to get her pants suit dirty. She didn't want. That's the most girl boss move ever. You went out. Right. You had fun. You came home. Walk in. Kick the door open. What are you doing home so early? Crushing that dick. Getting girl that boss. boat dick. Yeah. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag. <laughs> right. Hashtag grinding. Right. Crushing the patriarchy. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. All right, let's do another email. Let's do it. I'll read it. Go for it. Hey, hey, J&J, love the pod, even though I'm one of those unsexy teachers Jared loves. (laughs) (laughs) Jared just threw up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Being that I'm a teacher and I live and work in the beautiful suburbs outside Toronto, a 40-minute train ride and an hour by car without traffic, I'm in my 30s and I'm trying to date intentionally. However... I find that the pool of eligible men in my area is getting lower and lower as they all seem to be married or taken in this area. My question is something that you have kind of talked about before, but the young, young single professionals seem to live in the cities and they have very small dating ranges on their apps. I don't want to hoodfish, as Jared says, and lie in my dating app about where I live, but I also don't seem to be going on many dates when I keep my KMs to my neighborhood. What is a KM? Kilometers. Oh, kilometers. This is coming from kilometers. The border. Oh wow. KM, We've gone international. So. Wow, I just see I knew I knew that. Ish. <laughs> so, what's a girl to do? I can't, I can't think so to- I can't think so highly of myself. I just sang a three hour whore. So I mean I, that was pretty that was quick witted and thank good, you. Pretty good tones. All right. Oh, so what, he- <laughs> he's like, I'll give you some tones. Okay. <laughs> what's a girl to do? I can't move schools without losing all my seniority, so moving isn't an option. Do I change my locations? Do I rent an apartment in the city for a month and go on as many days as I can? Or do I wait it out and see if I can find the diamond in the two car garages of my neighborhood? Would love to hear your thoughts, Suburban Batch. This is a relatable issue to many that listen to this podcast. And I know this. I went out um recently with an old friend who recently divorced living in the suburbs and they i said to them i go how do you date people 
Oh, how do you? Yeah. And they go, there's a bar in our town, but like, you know, I, those are the same old, same olds. And it's hard. He was he was saying how hard it was because you got to like, if you have a date, you got to come into town. You got to like make your night and you don't know. And there's this element of worth it, not worth it that I totally understand as someone who won't fucking go 10 feet myself. So go to Hoboken. Yeah. Ugh, teachers in Hoboken. So, <laughs> yeah, so what it's a you, dilemma. It's a dilemma. What do you think? Um, well, I mean, let me ask you as the dater, if mm. someone present, let's say someone did hoodfish you, right? Yeah. And then you went on the date. They're like, I actually live in the suburbs. I'm sorry to have to do this. I know it's kind of annoying and I'm always open to coming into the city, but the people in my neighborhood, you know, there's just very little people to date in my neighborhood and I come in all the time and if anyone's watching like on YouTube mad? right now, they just watch me eye roll so bad cuz this is something that people in the suburbs do. I'm in the city all the time. No, <laughs> it's it's still and I know this sounds bad, but it still becomes the responsibility of the person in the city like I feel like I got to tote them around. I feel like I got to like make sure that this plan like you know, it's it, it becomes like planning a vacation. Like it's a long distance, longer long, distance anyway. Right. I think of a, I think dating someone in Miami would be easier than dating someone on Long Island. Why? It's like, you know, when people would go to college and you're I would, like when I went to college, I wanted to be far enough away from my family that I had to know they were coming. Right. They couldn't just pop it. Can't just pop it. And. It's a little on that that in that world because it's not about that they're too close and they could pop at any time. It's that they're close enough that I don't have – there's no casualness enough to it. You have to be in or out. You got to be in or out. I got to be like – But isn't that a good thing? There's no like hey, – what's that? Isn't that a good thing? I guess, you know, but I, I think early on is what you get turned off by because it's like this idea. It's it's always the responsibility of the person in the city and not the person outside of the city. When I when I hear that, it's always like when I hear I'm in town all the time, it gets me frustrated because I'm like. OK, but so by my saying couch, that they're ma- they're making it their responsibility, though, by saying like I'm in and I'm out and like I this, this isn't on you. But it, it sounds like that, but they're not because they're like. Well, you have to say no to it. You have to cancel it. You have to say you're, you can't do your couch tonight. It's never their couch. It's never let's go for dinner in your neighborhood. It's never let's get drinks at your favorite place. It's all my hometown that they are really comfortable in and have a chance to judge. So it's not even that special. But don't, aren't you making an assumption that they're going to be acting like that? Yes, absolutely. I'm saying this is the first... This is what I get hit with, with, oh, I'm out of town, but I'm there all the time. That's my first initial. I know I'm not, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's the feeling well, I get. To bring this full circle, isn't that exactly what you'd be doing by matching with someone on the apps in Boca? So I guess the difference to me with Boca is like we go out here and then – I guess I'm kind of stuck. The the idea <laughs> and then they compensate you in New York, or you well, visit them there, and then the the visit is a beginning. I'm here all the end. time. <laughs> well, not I'm here all the time. It's like 
now we've made a like a legitimate like, hey, that was so much fun. I want you to come to New York and I want to see what a weekend is like together or, you know, or you're going to stay with your friends and we're going to like plan this out. Like I, I, I know this, like I I'm having trouble explaining it because it does sound hypocritical and I agree it's, it's a bit hypocritical, but it's also like, it's this idea that, well, I, sometimes I'm like, how do women have this much energy for dating? Like, I mean, how do men have as much this much energy for anything? For right, for, for working, fantasy for fantasy football, for you know, some men work, some people work constantly, right? Like, and it's, they love it, right? For the right person, <laughs> for the right person. I'm in the city all the time. Just, yeah. I don't know. It feels like too much. My suggestion of this person, if I were them, girls' night. Oh, saying you're saying don't lie, but just go out with someone who assumes you live in the city. Plan a night in the city because now I can't make those assumptions. Because I was thinking of like I do get this like hypocritical tinge. I'll admit it. I when I hear on the dating app, I'm here all the time. I want to take the phone and throw it in the river. Okay. I do think that this person is better off getting numbers. While out at bars with their friends and like going out with friends and like going to nicer establishments, going to like hotel bars and like high end restaurants and like a little bit like higher <clears throat> planning a night where you're gonna be in a certain neighborhood and you're gonna go from bar to bar and being open to meeting guys. And guys love watching a girl's night, love approaching a girl's night. Okay. I, I think that's more helpful for them than, hey, so I'm 40 miles away and the bus gets me in around two. That's fair. So you're saying it's not necessarily the issue that she, she can still date guys who lives in the, live in the city. Yes. You're just saying don't deceive them. Instead, just like be in the city and meet them in the city. Let's do two months, two, two weekends a month, two Saturdays a month. Right. The, and then the, you're also, then it's also true that you are in the city all the time. Right. Stop making it because this is... Thank you for saying it that way because what ends up happening is I'll come whenever you want. It's like now I got to be responsible <laughs> for this whole fucking thing. And it's like not I'm always in the city. I'm in the city on Saturday night. Make right. a plan for that. But I think you need someone to like – I think guys need to feel they've caught the fish. And they need to feel like they've hunted you. And you are more likely to get a guy who – meets you in a bar, gives you his number, has a nice conversation to go, I don't care where you're coming from. You're here on two Saturdays. Make a plan for next Saturday when I'm here. That'll be more helpful than the route they're going. I think I think it's a better route. That's fair. Right? All right. Yeah, I think we found the solution for this listener. You ready for some games? Let's do it. I'll read the first one. Red flag deal breaker. Okay. I have a red flag deal breaker situation for you that I need some input on. I met this guy at a party about a month ago. Really hit it off. We spent all the whole rest of the day and night together after the party, meeting his friends, going home together. We were pretty drunk, but I do feel like we made a genuine connection. This weekend, we went on an actual drink date, which was really fun. I went back to his place and slept over again. I was excited to get a text room after I had left, saying he hoped my breakfast was better than the pizza we had. 
The only problem is, at no point this weekend or the day we first met, did we have pizza. (laughs) To me, (laughs) classic mistake. To me, this means he has confused our date with an outing with another girl. I have no evidence to confirm this, but seems like the most logical explanation. So red flag or deal breaker. Your date sends you a text implying they are confusing you with some other girl. This isn't a deal breaker for me, uh, but it did upset me because we otherwise (laughs) had a great time. Thanks for all you do and any insight. Sincerely, a frustrated bitch. What do you think? My first thought was like maybe there was just like a miscommunication. Right. It, and it he is meant a, something that he didn't. It is a wild blunder. She says, because I reread it too, because when she Same. writes, I was excited to get a text from him after I had left. Like for him to like mess that up is crazy. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking like I would almost give, I would give him the benefit of the doubt and assume, or if I were you, I'd be like, I would have immediately said, LOL, what do you mean? What pizza? Right, me too. What pizza? I'm surprised she just like went along with it. Because maybe, again, maybe she just... This happens a lot, especially in early dating when everyone's trying to be like clever or right. like make a joke. And sometimes it just doesn't always land or the person's like very confused. Especially right. if you have like two kind of like sarcastic people. Right, like, right, I right. Really no, I'm not really sure if we're on the same page anymore or like <laughs> you're confused. I would have given him the benefit of the doubt, asked him to clarify... And I also think, worst case scenario, this woman's right. Um, and he did, well, he did have pizza with another girl and then brought it up to you, even though you just seen each other the night before. You went on one date, two dates, whatever right. it was. Worst case scenario, he's texting you. Like, right. I, I don't know. I, I get the grossness of it, but it's also like, I, I was, Jordana, we were on the same wavelength because I was like, this feels like he said something that sounded like it was in the right tune, but he yeah. forgot the words that were in the in the music, you know? A joke that, like, didn't land or something because... Something is yeah. afoot because it doesn't... The Based on the timeline that we are given here, he would really have to fuck that up or have short-term memory loss. Yeah, because it's not like he was like, oh, like, referring to your job at, like, this place when you actually don't work there at all. Like, this right. seems like... It could have... I could have. I think this one's explainable. If she, I think it's weirder that she just like was like so angry and didn't say, didn't ask to clarify. Why right, wasn't like she just like, LOL, what? I would have definitely. And it's like you're setting yourself <laughs> up for a bad future in this relationship. Like, get it out there. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I'm with you. It's weird that she didn't go. Like, how do you say nothing? Yeah, my favorite thing to say in those, especially over text again when things get, I'd be like, LOL, I'm confused. Did right. we have pizza? He doesn't have when to be was like, the pizza? when was the pizza? Like, I don't know. What, like, <laughs> or like, that wasn't me, asshole. Like, you could just say, That's like, you exactly make it how like, I said it. Right. <laughs> when was the motherfucking pizza? I'm calling Domino's. <laughs> I'm calling every Domino's in the surrounding area. And if I find out you're with another woman, we're done. Like, yeah, just ask in a, in right. a joking way. Right. I'm with um, you. Not a problem. Not an issue. All right. Red flag or deal breaker. They ask how your day was. You say it was bad, chaotic, weird, whatever your choice for not good is. And they don't ask you about it. They move on to the next topic. Okay. <laughs> that is absolutely bizarre. Like, it would Jordana, on how context. was your day? Say it was a bad day. How was your day, Jordana? Uh, awful. 
So what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> like, how do you even do that? That is weird. That is weird. <laughs> I, right? mean, I, I think it would depend on the severity of the word you used. I guess. Okay. Okay. Hey, I had a bad day. Could you ignore it? The only reason I would ignore it, I think there's one caveat to it not being weird and rude to, to ignore it, mm. is if I'm about to see you. Because then I might because ask Because then in we can address it in person. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, like, I can't really be texting that much right now. I'm going to see you, like, later tonight. I'll just ask you about it at that point. But that's even asking about it. Like, yeah. they're, in their scenario, hey, I had a bad day. Cool. So what's up for this week? Like, <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> no, I agree. It comes off very It would definitely be, at the very least, a red flag. The deal only thing that would make it just a red flag, not a deal breaker, is if they never brought it up. Again. So I don't know what they said. They don't ask about it. So if someone said to me, I've had a chaotic day, I'd be like, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. My day has been pretty chaotic too. Like I, I could see how that would be my response yeah. to that. Yeah, totally. Um, I think chaotic is also not necessarily like negative. Like I've had a very right. busy day. Do you have to ask about that? Tell me oh, everything you did. What made right. it so busy? <laughs> I got the time. Yeah, I don't know. This is very much I they group together bad, chaotic, weird, whatever your choice for not good is. That is right. a little bit more of a spectrum than they're really admitting to. For sure. And what I mean, it's also kind of like I can also see someone almost being ner- like they're about to ask you on a second date right. and they want to just get to it. <laughs> like, how was your day? Ugh, it was terrible. Oh, that sucks. Um are you free tomorrow? <laughs> like they're they're texting you with a purpose, right? That sucks. Is an acknowledgement. Like that's true. Even if they're not like, what happened? Right. Oh, that sucks. Because some people wouldn't feel comfortable if someone was like, "I've had the worst day. I've been on two dates with them." I'd be like, "I'm I'm sorry to hear that." So right. what are you watching on TV tonight to feel better? Like that would be my. <laughs> Especially if I hadn't gone on the. That's another thing. We haven't gone right. on the date yet, but we're about. I don't to. give a shit. Right? I, don't, I don't care how you are. I don't care. Well, that's the other thing. I don't care how your weekend was. Right. I'm Bad. trying to get to my. I'm trying to get to my date. Yeah. All right. Let's do one more. One more. Hi, Jordana and Jared. Kind of newish listeners about six months ago, but I quickly became a subscriber. Thank you. Working my way through the old episodes. Love the podcast. All your great advice. I thought of a good red flag or deal breaker based on some convos I've had with my friend group. We're all women in our early 30s. Half of us are very open about stomach stuff and other half are horrified by us. We think bathroom humor is funny and all have been in relationships where we are comfortable talking with our partners about it. I grew up in a family who openly farted, pooped with the door open. (laughs) Bunch of pigs. (laughs) Disgustings. (laughs) Talk about disgustings. Um, I hope they're not. I hope your parents aren't hosting Thanksgiving. (laughs) Right. I, I mean, this sentence, I grew up in a family who openly farted, pooped with the door open, never washed our hands. Shit our pants sometimes. <laughs> I had rats running around the floors. <laughs> Every now and again, we do a snot rocket on the living room floor. No, I've, I've added. <laughs> I've never found this weird. Some of my friends have never spoken about poop or farted in front of their living boyfriend's husbands and vice versa. And this is unbelievable to me. They think we're gross for being open with each other. Never mind a guy. I'm a firm believer in normalizing. <laughs> The minute you get to the 
word normalizing? Normalizing, like this? yes. It's like you've gone a step too far. You're defending shit too much. Yeah, you've put the you've put the like again the the indefensible word behind it. Like normalize whatever. Like fine, <laughs> right. normalize everything. Sure. I, yeah, everything's normal. I'm a firm believer in normalizing bodily functions with a partner. <laughs> this is what you believe in. I. <laughs> It's it's a one it's a one 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 issue platform. Right, She's running for president. As president, we will normalize taking a pee pee poo poo in front of your boo. <laughs> um, there is inevitably going to be a point where someone gets sick, and you shouldn't have to bear the embarrassment of admitting you have to. This is going on and on. I have to have diarrhea on top of feeling like death. Among many other reasons, I feel like it is a level of intimacy necessary for me to personally <laughs> <laughs> to feel comfortable in my relationship. I like how she's like, if I can't shit right. while you watch me, I don't feel like I can truly be myself. The, the, right. I can't take a shit with the door open. This is never going to work. <laughs> hey, like I, I, I agree with like, I, you know, when you agree with someone, and you're like, just shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> it's like in moderation. Right. Like, I agree with the sentiment, but this person is on paragraph three. I would never be with someone that I couldn't lay next to them and whisper into their ear. Hey. Rubbing my poop all over them. <laughs> that was a wet one. <laughs> Rubbing poop on I just don't know who could be in a relationship where you couldn't talk about how little, you know, corn kernels were in your poop. <laughs> you should have and then she writes you should not have to have a debilitating stomach ache. yeah it both can be true from holding in your farts in your own house just saying <laughs> this is their words i'm I almost could, more worried that she's written out this list of things that she <laughs> seems like happened to her fair, fairly regularly than <laughs> what her actual point is yeah i think it's time to be done with cheese I could never <laughs> I could never live with someone who I didn't feel comfortable being open about poop and farts with and also find it funny. Boy, she's so red flag or deal breaker. Oh, this is all to say. <laughs> Your girlfriend or boyfriend who you live with doesn't find any bathroom humor funny, isn't comfortable with it. I swear this is not my only personal trait, but I'm fascinated by the polarizing opinions of my friend group. LOL. Well, I appreciate this email. Yes. Thank you for writing in. This is a weird hill to die on for me. <laughs> okay. I think to an extent, this is correct. Do I believe you should be in a relationship where the man is like, women don't go to, don't go number two. Like, right. No. Yes. Do I believe in a certain level of mystery also in a relationship? I also kind of do. I'm not, right. I personally am not peeing or shitting with the door open. I don't really want my partner to be doing that. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to have some level of mystery, private time. Like, again, there, you can have a situation where you're like, I really need to go home now. Mm. And we all know what that means. Or you can even say it explicitly. It's not that big of a right. deal. But I think that, like, I actually do think there's something that, like, there's something isn't a little bit nice about maintaining, like, the sex appeal via but not sharing every single thing that you're doing bodily function wise jordana i agree with you and i'm on the other side of the aisle on this this is this is where i'm encouraged that our country can get out of this debilitating funk that we're in <laughs> the division in this country could be explained through this because i agree with you and i disagree with you like 
I think a little far, like, but I think you agree with me. A little far humor, a little poop humor, fun. It, it, in it moderation. Can go too, in moderation. It can go too far. I have been in that relationship where I have been told that they are not, they are not having it. Stop. Okay? I've gone too far. I've been the, that person. So now I had to reel it back. I would say I wouldn't want to date someone where if I farted, they were like, who the fuck did that? Like I, <laughs> No, like, I agree. And that's another extreme. That's what right. I'm saying. I don't want to be with the extreme. I think there's a healthy middle ground where, um, you know, if it, if it happens, if there's a joke here and there, it's funny. But I don't think that I don't I'm not personally an advocate of that being like the crux of the humor in the relationship. Right. Listen, and we can have differing opinions. I will never forget. Have I told you this story? My family bath? went on a cruise. OK, oh, no. <laughs> we took a we took a bus from the cruise ship to the flight. You know, when the cruise ends, everyone's hung over. It's a Sunday morning and it was our family and another family. And it's like 6 a.m. You know, I'm like 19. I just drank the whole night, waking up early. We're in this bus. We're heading to the airport with this other family. I decide to fart, okay? You decide. I decide. It's a decision. I could have held it in. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> okay. It was an active decision. It, it was an active decision, and I knew it was going to smell. You know when you just know. I thought it was going to be the – and I'm fake sleeping while this fart gets let out. It's loud? No, no, no. I was silent. But deadly. Okay. Silent. And those are, those are the smelliest. Yeah. It starts to smell. I'm giggling to myself. I think it's the funniest thing because we're in this bus with no windows. Everyone's hung over, passed out. The dad of the other family <laughs> freaked out in a way that I had to like keep my eyes squinched together. Like he was like, who the fuck did that? And I'm like, Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, you know when it like offends someone, like it, like yeah, like, and then you're like, oh, I'm definitely not owning up to that now. Not at all. I could hear it in his voice. I'm like, and he's like, who did it? And I'm like, <laughs> like should have pointed like, to his wife. Should have pointed to his wife. I've never seen someone as angry in my entire life to this day. So him and I aren't going to be together. But fine. You know, there's got to be a semblance of... It. Listen, for a fart joke to work, it has to surprise you. It can't be every day. That's true. Otherwise, you ruin you ruin the joke. You got to save it for the right. for the right time. Anyway, Anywho. that's our show. <laughs> I think we... Any, any toot? Anyway, I think we've... Uh, we solved dating yet again. We will see you on Sunday for our Sunday special. Happy Thanksgiving, Jared. Same to you, Jordan. The You Up podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Maddie Paul, and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Maddie Paul. Be sure to follow at you.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.